Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. I'm back today with Amy Sloan and we are talking about classical education. This is part of our homeschool survival series. So if you missed the last two episodes, go back and listen to those where Amy just dissects for us all things classical and Christian classical to be specific, which is what I love because we're all about Jesus here and we're all about pointing our kids towards their creator. I mean, that is really what it's all about. So Amy, thank you for being back with me again today. It is my joy. Before we get into our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great math curriculum, go to ctcmath.com. They are an online math program. They make it so easy. Just go on there. You can do a free trial if you're not sure if it's a good fit for your family and test it out. See if it's a good fit. ctcmath.com. Amy, um, let's talk about what it will look like, what it could look like, not will look like. Well, I guess it could be what it will look like if people choose to do classical, but what it could look like for a family to use the classical method of homeschooling in their homeschool. You know, we have this idea, every parent, every new homeschooling parent who brings their kids home from school, that we want to make our homeschool look exactly like a traditional school. And of course, you know, we talk all the time about how that's that's just not how homeschooling works. Um, it can't. It's not possible to make it look like a traditional classroom. And so then that poses the question, well, how? How do I not make it look like that? And how do I formulate this plan to bring my kids home? And I like the idea of classical, but I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to make that work with my family. So walk us through a practical way to implement classical education into our homeschool? I think when it comes to implementing Christian classical education in your homeschool, it's going to be like a lot of other good things that you want to include in your homeschool. If you go and you sprint out the gate and you try to do all the great and amazing things all at once, you're going to get exhausted and probably discouraged. So I think I'm going to throw out a lot of ideas and share some things that have worked in my family, but I just encourage anyone who's listening not to try to like change everything all at once, right? Right. Just try, find one simple thing you can do. Um, The imperfect thing that you actually do is going to be better than having this glorious vision that you never actually start. So um, don't be overwhelmed or discouraged, I think would be one encouragement I would have. Um, But how things have worked in our family, I would just start with um, an idea about memory work that maybe is a little different. Um, I think a lot of times people hear classical education and think your child is, is you know, practicing their lists of facts in the, in the corner, and that can be what some families choose to do. Um, something that was really important to me was in the finite time that I had with finite amount of energy you know, I, I really wanted to prioritize things that were going to have an eternal value, uh, a long lasting impact in my kids' hearts and minds. And I just wasn't convinced that a list of dates and facts was going to nurture their soul in 20 years, in 30 years. But memorizing Death Be Not Proud by John Donne would, um, So we have actually focused on poetry, Shakespeare, scripture passages, uh, some original source documents or speeches. Mm -hmm. Those have been the things we have prioritized in our homeschool memory work 
uh, routine. And I have seen that bear so much fruit, um, not only in our, in my heart and my children's hearts, and, and even in just developing like a family culture around that. The inside jokes, you know, I love it when a kid will like throw out a Shakespeare quip, you know, at an appropriate or inappropriate moment. Right. <laughs> um, so that, that brings me a lot of joy. And I think that if we think about, again, going back to that thing I said on Monday, what are we even talking about? What is our goal with a Christian classical education? Well, it's about this human that will yeah. one day be an adult on their own you know, Lord willing in a family, but on their own, this grown up person, what do we want their heart and mind to be full of? And I am convinced we want it to be filled with scripture, filled with wonder and delight at the world around them and filled with the beautiful words of men and women who have come before us. So I think that's like one maybe significant, uh, unique thing about, uh, not just, not that it's unique just to me, but sure. people who are, who are Christian classically educating in this way, um, in a similar way to our family. I think that's something really important to me. Yeah. I want to pause right there when you talk about memory work and talk about how you implement memory work with your kids. Yeah. So it works real in our family to do this first thing in the morning. Just because when I was first starting homeschooling, I had all these like ideals of things I wanted to include in our homeschool day. But then I, I felt like I had to wait until we had done the math and the, you know, I don't know, all the stuff that was quote unquote important. And so then I would be really tired and the kids would be cranky and I just didn't want to do anything else. And we never actually got to this stuff that was most important to my heart. Yeah. Um, and I started hearing from people like Pam Barnhill, Sarah McKenzie, this idea of morning time. I was like, uh-huh. wait, I'm allowed to do it first. <laughs> <laughs> the fun <laughs> revolutionized first. everything. Yep. I'm gonna do the great stuff first. Yep. And we still get to the math, you know, all those other things. But um, we gather together in the morning, um, all all of us together, all the whole age range. And uh, I have to be more flexible now that my oldest, you know, works outside the home some. But um, we come together and we pray together. We memorize a long passage of scripture. I really love to do like a chapter or a yep. big chunk at a time. Um, and here's one practical tip with that. I actually divide it up responsively. So I'll take, say, you know, 20 verses and alternate it, light print, dark print, light print, dark print. And then we'll take turns being the person to read the light print and the rest of us read the dark print. When you're talking about a longer passage of scripture, it can be really easy to kind of zone out Uh uh, or just sort of be mouthing the words and not paying attention. And incorporating this sort of responsive where we're taking turns really helps us stay focused. And I've noticed that the kids are learning it um, more quickly that way than if we were just like, reciting it uh, all together. And that also kind of points to the second thing that I do with our memory work is I participate with the kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not drilling them. I'm not having them recite a line after me. Like I read a line, then they recite it after me. We all just read it together. Mm -hmm. That sounds almost ridiculously simple. Like there should be something fancy I'm doing. But I print out for every person, even my pre-reader, because he likes to feel like yeah. he's part of the team. Everyone has the poem that we're learning that month. Everyone has the scripture passage. Everyone has the hymn. And we just read it out loud together. And you might think, well, that doesn't seem like you're actually going to memorize it. And I would say two things to that. 
The first is, if you have ever had a two-year-old or a three-year-old with a favorite bedtime story, yep. and you try to skip a page, they are going to know, yep. right? All you ever did was read that to them over and over again, and it sunk down into their heart. And they knew it really, really well. And so you actually might be surprised how well you actually can memorize just by reading it together every day for a month or whatever. And then the second thing is uh, my goal with our memory work is not necessarily word perfect memorization. Mm -hmm. Some children, that's going to happen like on day three. And I kind of want to like shake them because I'm like, how do you know it so quickly? (laughs) I have one of those. (laughs) Right. And then other children, no matter how hard they're working over the course of the month, they just may never have it 100% mm-hmm. word perfect. And that is okay. Um, you know, we sometimes use the synonym like to know something by heart when we're mm-hmm. talking about memory work. And that's really like how I uh, how I like to think about what we're doing. You, They may not know every single solitary word exactly right, mm-hmm. but it is sunk into their heart. It's It's made them who they are, um, and it's become a part of them in a very real way. And so I think kind of those two things, one, just keep it simple, keep it manageable so you actually do it, and then don't discount the, the value of imperfect memorization. Yeah, that is great advice. And it is shocking to me how easy how easily kids can memorize stuff. I never, I, I'm terrible at memorization, really, really bad at it still. But my kids, when we, when they were itty bitty, my husband started doing scripture memory with them and they know several full chapters of Psalms and Proverbs um, and, and a few other books as well. Um, and it was because we did exactly what you did where we, we would just read it over and over and over and over and over again. And after doing that for so many weeks, they just know it. And and I still am like, wait, what was that again? Some of them I know by heart, but my kids can rattle it off. And I mean, we'll go, you know, a few months between reading one passage of scripture to reading it again, and they can still rattle it off. And it's been, you know, months before they've even read it or or spoken it. And so it's, it's truly amazing um, what the Lord has done and how he's created our brains to be able to memorize things and there's nothing else better to memorize than God's word. Um, Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. As we try to impart a biblical worldview in our children and equip them to be salt and light in an increasingly secular culture, we need tools to explain how the scriptures mold our view of every subject we teach. We need homeschool curriculum that shows how the Lord rules over everything we learn while stretching our children to follow him wherever he leads. Learn how BJU Press Homeschool has served thousands of Christian homeschool families just like yours by visiting BJUPressHomeschool.com. Are you ready to restore our constitutional republic? Patriot Academy is on the front lines of the mission to educate, train, and inspire millions of citizens to know and live their freedoms. With courses and materials from America's Constitution Coach, Rick Green, Patriot Academy's Constitution Training will equip you to be a leader in your community. You don't have to know anything about history, the Constitution, or the law to get started. The courses and coach training are free. Find a class today or sign up to be a Constitution Coach at PatriotAcademy.com. Again, that's PatriotAcademy.com. 
We are back with Amy. Um, so Amy, you talked about, we're, we're talking about the homeschool day and, and doing classical education. Um, you talked about memory work and what that could look like. I love that you talked about morning basket. We do morning basket in our home and it's my favorite part of the day by far. I wish we could just do that all day long and never ever have to worry about math or anything else. Uh, and sometimes we do. <laughs> we often have days where all we do is read together and um, study God's word together. And, and that's that's perfectly fine and play a couple of games. Um, but I know that's not all there is to classical education. So what else would you add to your memory work with your kids? So another thing that's been really important uh, in our homeschool is studying humanities. So it's like history and culture and art mm -hmm. and music and really thinking about um, how this, this whole big story is one that is being written by God. And it um, is a beautiful thing to see history that way. And so that involves both me reading aloud to the kids, uh, mm -hmm. a nonfiction book. I like to have a nonfiction sort of as our spine, but it's narrative and style. So really engaging. I'm a big fan of Genevieve mm -hmm. Foster books. I don't know if you've oh, read no, those. Oh, no, I have not. <gasps> oh, you have so much to look forward to. Oh, goodness. I'm writing <laughs> okay. it down. Yes. Genevieve oh, such, Foster. Mm, oh, I love her history books. Okay. Um, um, and they are really biographical focused. You realize things that are happening all around the world, all at the same time, uh, just really well written um, and engaging stories. So okay. I love those. And then each child, depending on their age and ability, you know, will go more deeply um, into, of course, my high schoolers now are reading, you know, original books from the time period, those great books yeah. um, that we think of um, referenced often. And then as they get younger, we may be reading a children's introduction to the Iliad as opposed to the Iliad itself. And, and even the little ones can really listen to the stories and, and enjoy those. So yeah. I think just reading widely mm -hmm. um, is one of the most important things we can do as Christian classical educators um, and then talking to our children about it. So I don't necessarily, you know, I don't have them filling out worksheets. Um, yep. Again, it's not this focus on the, the facts necessarily, um, but trying to pick up on the ideas and the concepts and, and what we notice about what we're reading. Do you have a specific book list that you like to work off of, or how do you find the books that you're reading with your kids? So I have some book lists on my site just because that's something okay. I love. It's uh, the whole idea of textbook free history is really important to me. Yep. Um, but then, you know, I, I have a few websites too that I like to kind of scan what they have on their book list. I'll be like, ooh, that's a new one. Or I haven't read that one before. Or, oh, I remember I read that one with my older kids. I better read that one with the, with the younger ones too. So. Yeah. Okay. I'll put that link um, in our show notes as well so that people have a good um, book list to work off of. I mean, there's tons of them, but but not all of them are good. I mean, I've oftentimes gone on Pinterest and, you know, look for book lists and some of them are just pure garbage. So <laughs> you really want to find a really good thought out book list from a Christian perspective. Um, and so I appreciate that you have that on your website. I'll, I will link back to that as well. Um, okay. So you've got memory work, then you've got your read aloud time or time where you're just reading good literature with your kids. You're doing some sort of narration, whether that's verbal or written or whatever, you're, you're making sure that they're getting it. And, and then is that basically what your day looks like or what do you, where do you go from there? 
So now my children are starting to get a little older and those older kids really are doing a lot of independent work. Mm -hmm. I've outsourced some courses with them, with teachers who are passionate about the material, which I think is so important, um, who can give them, maintain that wonder and delight Mm -hmm. and enthusiasm for learning. That's so important to me. I really want my kids to leave my home just delighted to continue learning. Yes. Um, and so they have a lot of, of really challenging and independent things they are working on now. Um, the sort of middle ages, not the medieval ages, but the, the middle ages in my home, they're kind of being trained in independence. So mm-hmm. depending on the subject matter, they may have things that they work on and then they'll come to me and talk to me. I'll kind of interact more with them as they work on, say, their math or their nature journal page or, or whatever it may be. So a lot right now is is focused on my youngest guy. After we do yeah. the kind of group things, I'm really just trying to pour into the baby of the family. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's been really actually quite a delight for me just to, to be able to have that focus time with him. Yeah, that's so fun. This is great information. I am so thankful um, that you've jumped on this classical, Christian classical education bandwagon, though though I don't know that you really jumped on it because it's kind of how you were raised. I mean, this is really what your mom did with you. And so this is, this is what your life has been. And so I love your passion for it and just your understanding of classical education and, and your willingness to share that with us. So thank you so much, Amy. Tell us again one more time where people can find out more about you and your ministry and everything Amy Sloan. Yes. Well, I hope that this conversation has encouraged people maybe who were intimidated by the idea of classical education, that it's not just for fancy people, that any mom (laughs) can do it on their own at home, and it it can be really a joy. So you can find me at humilityanddoxology.com. You can find my podcast, Homeschool Conversations with Humility and Doxology. Um, And you can find me also on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Humility and Doxology. Love it. We will put all of those links in the show notes so you guys don't even have to go looking for them. And then um, earlier you had mentioned, I think in the last episode, um, Classical Academic Press. They are a fantastic resource with all things classical. They've got tons of great resources, free resources, um, great curriculum. They they have all sorts of different online um, options for you to watch videos and be part of different courses. Um, the other one is Circe, the Circe Institute. Um, that's another great resource for you. And then Classical Conversations is another great resource for those who want an actual program. Skull Lay Sisters is part of Classical Academic Press. So we'll put links to um, their podcast and all those things as well. Amy, thank you so much for being with me this week. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you with us and to talk about classical education. You guys point your kids towards Christ. It's all that matters. However you homeschool, Get them to the cross, get them to Jesus, help them to understand their need for a savior. That is what matters most. Um, If you guys have not yet left a review for the podcast, please do so. Go to um, your iTunes app um, and just leave a review. Even if it's just a five-star review, we would love that. But if you want to write out a review, that's even better so that people know why they should listen to this podcast. Watch the movie. And then if you would consider a donation to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, we would love that. You can do that at schoolhouserocked.com. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you back here next week. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both 
watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.